Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored in Always. So in the last episode, I had shared with you all about uh, my recent trip to Onsite, which is a treatment kind of facility uh, for trauma or um, I went for a parents who've lost children workshop. And one of the things I shared was how um, early on the beginning of the retreat, we had to turn in our cell phones and they wanted us to be completely unplugged and disconnected for that entire week. And at first it was like giving up a security blanket for many of us, but by the end of the week, um, it was just so refreshing to be unplugged and a, a slowed pace and just really present with the people there that when um, the end of the week came, I really didn't even want my phone back. And so it was just so interesting when I got home from this retreat, I, um, I had ordered a book written by my good friend, Megan Evans, called um, Permission to Walk. And I, it came in the mail. And so when I got home from this retreat, this book was waiting for me. And I just was so excited because it, it just is all about slowing down and slowing your pace and, and walking in the pace of Jesus. And so I called Megan, Megan and asked her um, if she would be able to get back on the podcast. So Megan had actually been on the podcast back way early in episode 16, and she had at that time, just started her blog, um, Unhurry My Heart. And so we were talking about that. And she was in the early stages of writing this book. And so I told her, when the book is finished, let's have you back on the podcast. You can share all about it and we can um, promote it and talk about it And because it's just such an important topic. So that day is here and Megan's book is published and it's available. And I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. But first, I just, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to come back on the show today and, and talk about your brand new book. Um, if you could just introduce yourself to the listeners that maybe didn't meet you back in episode 16, that would be awesome before we jump in. Thanks, Katie, for having me. And it is amazing to sit here on this end of it when it was just kind of a, a, a wish and <laughs> beginning stages of all of that, um, just kind of praying through, taking one next, uh, next step at a time and and God is faithful. He's never left my side. And so I, it is just a praise at this point to hold a book in my hand. And um, I, I love our friendship and I love that we get to circle back often and and, um, and just ministry um, in different capacities brings us together. Um, I serve as a women's ministry director here um, at our local church and um, I have three kids married and um we are former military family. We are now uh, out, um, but that has just been, I think, of you know, just all the seasons, different seasons of life have come in all of that capacity, and 
And now um, I do spend a lot of my time writing um, just as an author and blogger, uh, speaker at times, and just really with the heart of discipleship and, and meeting women where they are um, in the busyness and in the in the hurry. Um, and so I love to connect with women and just teach them about enjoying God in our busy days. I think that's where I found myself. And I think that's just where I identify with a lot of women today. Yes. And Megan, that is, it's just so needed in today's society. I can tell you personally, for me, I, um, you know, I've gone through and I'm currently just going through some really hard, hard times, hard seasons. And one of the things that I found myself doing is using busyness as a form of self-medication. And so Mm -hmm. I tend to um, just try to fill my time and my schedule and just stay busy because I really don't want to uh, feel all of my feelings. And and that may work as a temporary Band-Aid, but it just works until it doesn't work anymore. And, and, and sometimes it's so important for us to be able to like slow the pace down and, and really truly be present and allow the Holy Spirit and allow the Lord to speak into those broken and hurting places in our lives instead of just you know, putting that temporary numbing of busyness and trying to ignore it because you just can't, you just can't ignore it. And so this is just such great timing for me because I know um, I am not the only one that probably does that. And, And it's just our culture right now is to rush on to the next thing and to stay busy and check all the boxes and do all the things. And, and I think people may feel productive, but they don't feel fulfilled. And, and I know that, that that's me, I would get a lot of stuff done, but in my heart, um, and in my spirit, I was exhausted and weary and unfulfilled and still hurting. And so I'm just so grateful for you just being obedient, you know, um, and feeling the Lord press this very important issue on your heart and then using the gifts that he gave you in writing to communicate that. And it's just so needed. So thank you for that. And um, what I wanted to jump into here is, so before we actually talk about more of the specifics of this book, can you share with us a little bit about what led you to writing this book? Um, Mainly, like maybe some things that had, that gone on in your own life that you're willing to share um, that, that brought about this particular topic for this book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love that you used the word weariness just a moment ago, because I think it really hits on on the meat of this book um, and just kind of the difference of, you know, yes, we can, you know, be tired and in activity, um, but the weariness hits us in so many dimensions. I think when we love the Lord with our heart, mind, soul, and spirit, that weariness, I think captures when we're kind of feeling that exhaustion in all of those areas. Um, and I think that's really where the the purpose and heart behind the book came. And I think too, our world is leading us into that footprint of just constant task and task and task. And it's not leaving very much time for what we need in our heart and our mind and our soul. And it's certainly draining our strength, but I think we don't realize quite what it's doing to our heart and our mind and our soul. And so, um, that is where I found myself just very, uh, tired. Yes, I was running. I, I was I was doing a lot physically and, and on my calendar, but I was also not letting myself be fulfilled with, with that daily living water. 
I had met Christ and, and I had surrendered my life to, to Jesus, but I was not really letting him be the Lord of my life in a, on a daily basis. And so it, the day had gotten to the point where um, I really wasn't in charge of my day anymore. My day had become in charge of me. And so I really was letting that lead my life rather than Christ. And so um, just living, you know, task to task and not um, taking that time just to let my mind rest, to let my heart rest. It was leaving me spinning in, in all areas all the time. So even when I would stop my physical activity, you know, if I'm not letting my heart and mind um, process and, and deal with things, they're kind of always moving in place. And so, um, I had just gotten to the point where I thought, you know, God, I cannot do all these things. And I think it really was the, the words of Isaiah 43, one says, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And so I think that that name, you are mine, was was a pivotal moment where I realized that's all I have to be. That takes a lot of weight off. And so even as a mom, as a wife, anything I was volunteering in or serving in, you know, it was all through the lens of being a child of God. And so when I realized that that's all I had to do was was live as, as a child of God, enjoy that name and identity in Christ, just the weight of the world just kind of left my shoulders. And I think that's what God wants to offer all of us. And through Christ, we can have it. Um, and so I think that weariness, when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, I think that's what he's talking about. It's just, he doesn't want us to carry the weight of the world. Um, he wants us to enjoy being a child of God. So that's really the heart behind the book. And what led me to start my blog, which is unhurrymyheart.com, was started with a prayer, Lord, unhurry my heart. Yes. Um, I just love all of that, Megan. I, um, when you were talking about, um, just simplifying it down, like we make things so complicated, but when you were saying what, what God really wants from us is, is a relationship. That's why he created us. And, um, we are constantly trying to do for him when he just wants us to be with him and, and be a child of God. And he, you know, like I, I remember someone saying to me one time, that you, you are a human being, not a human doing. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was so beautiful. Like, yes, you know, like I, and, and how do we build relationship with everybody in our life? It's spending time with them. And so the Lord just wants us to slow the pace and stop doing for him what he doesn't need us to do. And instead just be uh, content with spending time um, with him. And I think, you know, I did an episode a while back on Mary and Martha and how I tend to be a Martha and just feel like, okay, God, see what I'm doing. Look at all these, these ways I'm being productive and serving you and doing, doing, doing. And he was whispering to my heart, Katie, sit at my feet. Let me pour into you. Just be content to be with me. Mary has chosen the better thing. And so I hear that when you were speaking so much, like, um, just, just this pace of life where we just feel like we have to do all of these things and it's so exhausting. And, and I, I feel like I can just picture the Lord, like shaking his head, like, Oh, come on, Megan, come on, Katie. Like, 
like just be okay to just be a daughter of the king to be my child and let me work through you you don't have to prove anything you don't have to hustle and strive and and do things the way the world does things um i was actually looking at the back of your book and it says are you tired of the world setting the pace for your daily life and i can say that probably for many of us that answer would be yes yes we are, we are exhausted and you wrote, we didn't set out to be weary women, yet many of us live there. As our fast-paced world expects us, expects us to keep up, we long for stillness and wonder if peace amidst so much noise and interruption is even possible in this modern world. Um, so would we dare to admit that time with God feels in the way of our busy routine? And I think that's a great question for, for us to ask ourselves. You know, are we squeezing in time with God and that's just another thing on the checklist or it even seems to be in the way of our goals? That's a problem. So, um, Megan, I was going to ask you too, like the permission to walk, um, when you felt God calling you to write this book, so you had already started the blog with that prayer, Unhurry My Heart, which is so beautiful and so personal. Um, how did this title permission to walk come to be and the idea behind the book? So the, um, that's a great question. And it, it is a funny topic, I think, or maybe a funny title at, at first glance. But when you think about living in a world that's fast paced and hurried, we think about, you know, it just requires us to run to keep up. And so it almost becomes this, but yet if we're called to walk as Jesus did, and, and he's inviting us into this unhurried pace, this, he promises peace. And so peace is, you know, if you think about it, it's not rushed. I mean, it's, it's to be savored and enjoyed. And so taking that same posture in life of just, you know, not only just slowing our physical activity down, but like allow our minds to stop and think for a moment, you know, and, and I think I'm guilty of it too. I constantly have to just, I think I will for the rest of my life work on it, but, you know, just not, um, grab my phone every, every spare second I have. And so I think the title of the book became, you know, we have permission to do that. Like we forget <laughs> that God says it's okay to walk, even though the world is like running, you know, and you feel like you've got to run to keep up with it. We have permission, especially as children of God to live a different way. And, and he invites us into, you know, we are into those privileges as his children of, of his peace and his joy and his love and, and just to, to enjoy that richness. Um, and so I think we miss out on that if we are just running and we're out of breath all day and, you know, we're either just not allowing ourselves, um, you know, to, to heal in his time or to, um, emotionally process things in his time or, um, you know, even just allow our, our physical bodies, like what it needs for nourishment and rest and, and even healthy, you know, um, things we would do with our body. And so all of that becomes, you know, we have permission to do it his way. And so that's definitely the title of the book, permission to walk is almost in a world that says run. And so, um, that uh, the subtitle is a 40 day journey to unhurried peace. And so it really is taking that different journey. Um, the book is divided up into laps. And so it almost like you'd walk around a track, um, it, but yet instead of 
at the end, being exhausted, at the end, we're going to find that unhurried peace. And so it's kind of starting in that place of just weariness and exhaustion and, you know, stuck in this instant culture where we think, you know, I'd love to spend time with you, God, but like phone's ringing and, you know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And and yet it's trying, um, you know, to shift our minds to think like, no, God should always come first. And he lets us put him first. We have permission to put him first even though this world wants everything instant and everything now. So that's definitely the title behind the book. Oh, I just love that. Like, as you were just saying all that, it just sounds so incredibly peaceful um, and needed. And I love how you had it, have it divided into to laps. And it's so true. Like, I do feel like, you know, our culture these days, we're just, it's rush, rush, like running, like you said. So we actually, we have permission to walk, to slow down. And I think of like the pace of Jesus, you know, um, just how, when you look at his life in the gospels, and I know that's part of, of what you include in this, in your book is you say right here on the back, train yourself, or I'm sorry, learn to use the unhurried pace of Jesus as a biblical framework for how to live an active life today as you pause, ponder, and pray through each interactive daily devotion that's included in the, in your book. And I love that because, you know, when I think about the life of Jesus, he was constantly busy. He was on mission and, and interacting with people and doing the work that, that he came to do as a son of God. And yet, you never see or read about how he was rushing from place to place or, or um, frenzied or hurried at all. He would often take time to pull away from the crowd and rest or go pray and be alone. And he just seemed like he always had time for everybody. You know, he would make time to sit and, and share a meal and break bread and, and have the children sit on his lap. You know, it's just... Mm -hmm his, his example for us on how to, to live life. And it's not that we're just being lazy and not getting anything accomplished and just soaking it all in. He was on mission. Um, but yet just in an unhurried pace where he truly was able to speak into people's lives and be present with them. And that's what, you know, we are called to do as well, um, by his example. And so I just, I love that. Um, that just is so awesome. And, one thing I liked about your book too, that I want to go into now is, um, your motivation for choosing it to be like this devotional style of a book versus just writing all, all these thoughts, you know, what, what do you feel like the benefit, um, that what benefit does that give to the reader to be able to, to do this in this kind of lap devotional style? Yeah, well, I had to credit my publisher, um, Diana Lecair at um, Arabelle Publishing for the um, for the concept. It, it really probably was more of a chapter book and and it was her um, creative design and idea to turn it into more of an interactive devotional. Um, and I liked that. I think once I um, started putting the words into that form, I saw more of what it was going to take um, or how it was going to take the reader each day. And so it became more of a journey and kind of, um, I don't know if you're like me, sometimes I can, I can just devour a book, but um, nothing wrong with that. But I think, you know, we don't savor it quite as much. And so it does, I think, also bring out that aspect of it is if you just, you know, savor a little bit each day, um, and then each each day has um, a simple prayer for the day. Uh, it has a, a scripture 
and has a devotional piece. And then um, each day is also has goes into a little bit of a specific area on letting go of the hurry. Um, it gives us an, a time to pause and ponder and pray. Each of those uh, are components. It gives um, three verses to dig in a little bit more and also a tangible challenge for the day. So it's something that you can kind of then go and do um, and then connect with a little bit more. So you're you're not only thinking about it, but you're kind of living it out and you're taking it through your day through that simple prayer, um, just a two word prayer. I think they're very powerful. And um, I include a list of all 40 of them in the back of the book. So you have kind of a reference um, to use. Um, just using it for an example, you were mentioning about, you know, Jesus's active life and this comes from day 21. Um, but the simple prayer for that day is pace me, you know, and I think we can just ask the Lord help me. I mean, he wants, that's his will for us too, is to have that relationship, uh, with him and in a daily relationship with him. And so if, if we want to live as Jesus did and walk as Jesus did, we can ask and, and pray for the pace that Jesus walked in. And um, I mentioned on this page that, you know, Jesus hung out with friends. He shared meals. He celebrated holidays. He went to dinner parties and even attended a wedding. And so this was not a boring life by any means. And, and so being a Christian isn't, isn't a call to a boring life. It's just called to a rich life. Um, and so seeking God's will, we can also live that rich life with people and activity that brings him glory. And I think, too, just slowing down enough to enjoy those things. We have permission to put the phone down. We have permission to say our calendars full. We have permission to, you know, take a nap if we need it. We have permission just to sit and enjoy the sunshine. Like we're just hard on ourselves. We just have gotten our, I think our, our society and our culture is just constant movement and there's richness in stillness. I just think that, that the way that you set it up actually encourages, um, people to go through this 40 day journey, you know, one step at a time, instead of trying to rush through it. What fears um, did you have just in case there's anybody listening? I know I'm writing uh, in the process of writing a book about um, my son's journey and our family's journey through that, through cancer and, and losing him to cancer. Um, and so, you know, there may be other people listening that have considered, you know, God's laid something on their heart and they've considered writing a book or, um, or a devotional, what fears did you have as a new writer in the process of, of getting your first book published? Yes, absolutely. And I, this hits my heart so personally, just as a, I think I felt like a very small fish, you know, in a, in a huge pond and of just really, really big fish. And I think um, just in writing, you know, it's the big voices and the big personalities, the big platforms. That's what seems to grab attention. Um, and you know, I, I could understand that I can identify with that, but yet I just thought, Lord, like how in the world, how in the world would someone like me ever get a book out? Um, but that wasn't what God was worried about. And I think, you know, when we just answer him and focus on that journey with the Lord, you know, he takes care of the rest and that's not cliche. Um, but again, God always does more with less. I mean, if you think about the old Testament, you know, he would he would take armies down a size in order to show his glory. And he would, you know, say, you don't need all of those chariots. You don't need all of those, um, you know, armies and, and all of this. And then God's glory would be on display. And so I thought, well, you know, God, if you do that all throughout the old Testament, then why would I ever worry? So 
it finally got to the point where I thought, well, then Lord, I'm just going to write this book for you because I feel like you're calling me to do it. And then I'm just going to trust that you'll take it wherever you want it to go. And so with that, just as my strategy and anchoring in, um, and I just, I say that too, I know that's um, one of your, your special phrases too with Marcus. And, um, but I think too, like just letting that truly be our lifeline, you know, of like, okay, God, you said that, not me. Um, and so that was your nudge, you know, to write and, and so learning how to write, learning how to write a book proposal, then I just started writing the book and, you know, publishing didn't come on the first page. It came gosh, like 50 to 70,000 words into the book. And it was just, you know, my joy was to write that for the Lord, because at the end of the day, at the end of my life, when I stood before the Lord, I didn't want to have to say, oh yeah, we should have done that book. That would have been fun. <laughs> and so then, um, shortly thereafter, I connected with Arabelle Publishing and, um, I had submitted the book proposal a few times and, and, and they picked it up. And I think, you know, that was just, that was provision. And it was also, um, and you know, it's scary when we trust in God's provision, but, but that's what faith is. It's, it's believing in what we can't see. And so I, I got to the point where I could trust the Lord, not so much in the, what I thought publishing, you know, I, I don't know God's will, but I knew he was calling me to write. And so I thought, well, that, that part I can go, you know, a hundred percent. I'm anchoring into what you're saying. Be strong, be courageous. Don't listen to the world. Listen to me and we'll go forward and we'll, you know, in victory. And so that's where I think every, you know, um, new writer, new, uh, whatever kind of talent or, or anything, um, really can just go firmly one step at a time. I took that attitude into building some of the things that I wasn't good at. Um, and God's just been faithful to show me and connect me with people that I've um, gotten to know and craft I've gotten to learn. And then I think, you know, I'll, I'll continue that at least until God says, nope, you're done. <laughs> uh, but for this season, I'm going to keep writing. Uh, I, I love writing devotionals. I think that's my favorite. Um, I do write for crosswalk.com um, monthly. And so that's been a wonderful outlet. Um, I have a newsletter that comes out as part of my blog subscribing. And, um, and that's just a wonderful way that I can share resources and just um, encouragement monthly. I do that bi-monthly or excuse me, mid-month on the 15th of every month. And so um, that kind of just is, is that time where, you know, the month's getting away from us. It's a good, a good uh, place to come back and pause. Um, and then just opportunities that come. I enjoy speaking. Um, I enjoy teaching. And so just as the Lord leads, I will say yes to him, I think is probably my answer for that plan. Yes. I heard so much in there. Um, that I just loved, um, the upside. I was thinking that when you were talking the upside down kingdom of God and just mm -hmm. how. Um, sometimes we think to accomplish, um, his purposes, we have to do things the the way the world, you know what I mean? To get it big enough, uh, where it actually makes an impact. We have to do it the world's way. And it's like that upside down kingdom where, you know, the first shall be last and the, the humble, you know, um, or the weak are strong and because his, his strength and his glory shines through that, through our weakness. And so I hear that so much in what you're sharing and just that surrender, like how sometimes we're, it's scary. And so we're resistant to it, or we think we're not equipped to do the task that we feel that God is calling us to. And so we hold off and we hold off and he keeps 
nudging and pursuing. Um, and so I loved, you know, as, as you, as he kept putting that on your heart. Um, and at first you were a little like, nope, I think you've got the wrong girl or I'm not sure. God. Mm-hmm. But he gave you that, you know, inner peace. And I, I, I did an episode with a, a, a friend, uh, Kelly Bullock that lives here too. And she talked about that, like inner peace, like an outer grace. And, and that's what I see in your story too, is that, is the God just kept giving you that inner peace to take that right next step, one step at a time. You didn't have the big platform yet, yet you didn't have the publishing. You just were like, God is calling me to write this. I have a a message. Um, I'm going to start writing and then I'm going to keep learning. And then, you know, then each piece was added. Um, until the end result is you have this wonderful book that is going to bless so many people's lives. And it's because you were uh, obedient and faithful. Um, even though you didn't have all the pieces to start with, you took what pieces you had and, and allowed the Lord to work through those, um, faithfully and just one step at a time. And I think that that, that is refreshing to hear, um, it is for me. And I'm sure if you're listening, you know, and and you're thinking, I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to have the whole, um, package put together before I even get started. Like just start, like just start somewhere, you know, start praying and start writing down ideas and journaling and asking God and, and then just be on the lookout for that outer grace, you know, as he gives you inner peace, what doors is he opening? What people is he connecting you with? You know, what is he providing so that you can take that next small step? Um, Cause it just is a series of small steps where you end up, you know, accomplishing the things that God uh, puts on our hearts to do. And so I just think that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, in closing, Megan, um, I just wanted to ask if there was just any final thoughts, anything that you would share with um, the listener who who is who is really just feeling stuck in the hustle and strive mindset and maybe feeling unfulfilled and overwhelmed. Um, how how would this forty day journey through this book really help them? I think just simply realizing we're already where we need to be is a great starting place. Um, anytime we point our heart to the Lord, I think we're already there. Um, that surrender that you mentioned and, and that we talked about earlier is it's going to be the key for all victory. Anytime that we want to see change in our life, I think surrender is where we start. And so that would be the message I would say is if you feel like, you know, I want this, but I just, I don't feel like I can slow down. Well, then you're already in the perfect place. I wrote that book from that very place. The book starts from we are weary women. We can barely catch our breath. And even when we are sitting at home or lying in bed at night, we feel like our brain is, you know, moving a hundred miles an hour and our heart is moving a hundred miles an hour. We want God, but he feels really far away and you're just in the way if we must be brutally honest. And, um, you know, and so just kind of meeting the Lord right there and saying, I don't know how to get to you, but I want you, Lord. And then we just learn and we let him peel away the layers. And so this book takes you from that place of just absolutely running in the race to spotting the Lord, offering refreshment, finding our way out of that race, and then learning a new pace of living. And so, um, you know, we're not changing our surroundings. We're not changing our responsibilities or things that, you know, we feel like, well, I can't stop because we're just learning how to do it God's way. I mean, all of these things in our life are blessings from him and we're going to learn how to live life at his pace and seek him and enjoy most of all, enjoy his peace for living it. 
So I, that would be my hope and prayer for every reader is just to realize there is blessing in this life and we're called to enjoy it. Yes, that's so beautiful. And I hope if you're listening that you really heard Megan say um, that you are in the right place right now. If you are feeling um, overwhelmed and busy and and exhausted and stressed out, that is exactly where you need to be to start this journey. Um, often when you feel like you have it all together and you're in control and things are just right, um, you're, you are able to handle it on your own. It's sometimes when we're in those places of just, um, I can't do this. I don't know what my next step is. That's when we need, we realize how much we need him. And, and so you are, if you're hearing this and you're feeling that way, um, you're at the, you're at the place right now in your life where you, um, can implement these, these steps in this book. And she, uh, Megan, you know, as you've heard, even today, um, this isn't just her wisdom. This isn't, you know, she shares her experience and what she's learned for sure, but there's scripture all over in this book. And so she's really pointing us back to God's word and, and at Jesus's life so that we can learn, um, how to take those, those unhurried steps to find lasting peace in our life. Um, and the last thing I want to say here is in the back of the book, um, she says, disempower the trap of daily distractions that occupy your attention by taking hold of lasting peace that can only come from God. Um, and I think that this book is definitely a, a very helpful tool for, for us women that, that are struggling with that trap and are looking for this lasting peace and just being able to enjoy life um, in an unhurried pace. Um, so Megan, again, thank you so much. I just want to let all the listeners know all of her information will be in the show notes for you all. Um, so the links to order your copy of the book, as well as the links to her blog. Um, and so you can join and get that newsletter she was talking about um, monthly, if that's um, something you'd be interested in just to stay in contact and, and, and hear from Megan. Um, and then get your copy of the book for sure. Um, and grab a few ladies to do it with you. So Megan, thank you so much again for just taking the time to be on the show again with me today. And if you um, are willing, would you just close this out in prayer today? I would love to. Father God, we just come to you today. I thank you for the opportunity um, to speak with my friend Katie. And I do just pray blessing over her her podcast and her ministry, Lord. And just pray for the ladies and, and, and men listening today, Lord, that just feel overwhelmed, that feel weary, that just feel broken down by this world and just um, caught up in its pace, Lord. It is it moves fast and we just sometimes feel like we're being drug along. And so Lord, how refreshing it is to meet you uh, and just at the well and, and drink of your living water. I pray that you will nourish us. Every heart that comes to you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would show them, show them your way, uh, show them that they have permission to live your way just a little differently than the world and, and the joy and peace and love and hope that comes with um, letting our focus be upon you, Lord Jesus. And um, I do just pray, Father, for power over just the stronghold that, that Satan has uh, of distraction in our world today, of a distraction in our life, anything to keep our eyes off of you, Lord, anything to keep our hearts and minds uh, uh, feeling the world instead of you and your power, Lord. And so I pray uh, that you would mightily come into our lives and work, uh, break that stronghold of distraction 
and uh, teach us your way and your pace, Lord, that we would just uh, be able to enjoy being a child of God and, and just the privilege that comes with just our heart's surrender and entering that relationship with you. You don't want us to miss a moment of it. And so I just pray that over, over myself, over Katie and every listener here today. Lord, let us enjoy our relationship. Teach us your way, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.